Well, good morning from Ex-Catholics for Christ. Here we are doing our usual end of year summary of what's happened and what we hope and expect will happen next year. Uh, obviously the big news here in England is Brexit, a Brexit, a Brexit. We've gone through a long period of this Brexit, started over three years ago when 17 million people voted to leave the EU. And uh, the politicians obviously didn't like that. They hummed and hawed, they caught court actions and everything. And the wonderful thing about democracy is that you're able to pay the politicians back. Tomorrow, or today I should say, 103 new MPs are arriving in London for a briefing of how it's going to be in Parliament. And we're delighted to see that some of the swamp has been cleared. Absolutely. Still a lot of slithering creatures around there, but some of these bees people have been there 50 years. Far, far, far too long. Okay then, well, what I noticed about the uh, the Tory election when I had a quick look through the manifesto I didn't look too much of it but I did notice there was talk of a constitution a bill of rights wow we've at never last. had this at last we've always been told that uh, it's possibly going to come but it's not a bill of rights you Americans you've had your constitution for many many years in fact I think you got it from us when we a gentleman called Tom Paine came over we also gave you the English language as well but uh, what do you think of Brexit well it's finally come around it's taken three long years mm and a new prime minister or re-elected prime minister with a massive majority mm. democracy seems to have prevailed the next year or two will be uh critical to see how it all plays out <clears throat> we are told to pray for our leaders we aren't necessarily told to vote for our leaders but of course if you have a godly politician or somebody who is conservative with a lowercase c you are to vote for such a person so interesting times as patrick says the swamp has begun to be uh, cleansed or empty drained is the correct term and we will see how the next year or two plays out now i caught an item in the paper this morning about george galloway a very colorful character we met him years ago i know you uh, had a slight discussion with him got a little bit heated but very powerful speaker he's a brexiteer and uh, he was standing in the last elections he actually lost as you saw that yep. by okay, about 800 votes but he's also set up a new party which gave me the idea that i'd like to set up my own party i must admit that uh, i confess to you that this isn't scripted we talked about this yesterday we thought we'd put a few ideas down so i would like to tell you a little bit of an idea i've got for something called a referendum party sounds good or ref par ref par and this is what i'd like a referendum to be given to the people of england of what i think they should have a say in the first thing is same-sex marriage we were never asked were we we were never asked it Forced suddenly sprung us. on us heavy fines if you didn't go along with it now this all goes back to what is a man what is a woman we know a man has xy chromosomes we know a woman is xx but suddenly into the picture i noticed over a couple of years ago we're suddenly finding xxxy coming into it where's this come from the bible's quite clear about it god made adam and eve man and woman the old joke not adam and steve and i'd like to know what the british people think about this that this has been hoisted onto us and this same sex marriage is such a tiny percentage of the population and also it wasn't even in the conservative party manifesto very very nor the labor party manifesto or the liberal democrat manifesto so, so i certainly like to have a referendum on, on that number two capital punishment this is something else which is never talked about or it's the elephant in the room so many awful crimes are happening in england nowadays murderers serial killers and so forth who are being early released to go out and do the same thing again rapists, i'd like to have a rapist pedophiles certainly like to have a referendum on what the british people think about capital punishment overseas aid that we give every year i'm told that we give about 13 billion 
and we give it to some very deprived countries, such as India. No, very, very wealthy countries. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to go to deprived countries to get them back on the feet. Got their own space program. And I see program, there, we've got India, their own space program, Iran, China, 150 million was given last year, Zimbabwe and Rwanda and probably a lot of other countries. It's not getting to the people, it's being skimmed off at the top by these brutal, vicious, dangerous dictators. The people are not getting this and the rest of it's being sold on the black market. This whole thing of overseas aid needs to be looked at. Do you agree? Yes. Thank you very much. Now the next I'd like to come to is, is abattoirs. I've seen some horrific film recently of people who've got into abattoirs to see what's happening in there. There's animals being tortured, there's animals being butchered, there's animals being stun gunned, and when the stun gun doesn't work they use a sledgehammer. Absolutely terrible this is happening to these animals. And only in this morning I read in one of the papers there that piglets <laughs> You couldn't make this up. Piglets in Germany are being castrated. Wow. Yes, gone on for many years and without pain relief because they want the tender flesh to be impure, to be pure. Instead of injecting the animal with morphine or something called, I've never heard before, Gabe Pentin, Gabe Pentin, the animals are castrated and the terror must be awful for them so I think that's shocking also Spanish ham is very much on the me on the menu at the moment don't know much about it but again all these animals folks all these animals that you're eating your chickens your turkeys meat and all the rest of it is being injected with chemicals and having awful deaths by the sound terrible of it. deaths and chemicals such as steroids antibiotics so listen folks you better be careful you are eating all these chemicals that are going into your system new uh, medical research I was reading only a while ago is that Testicular cancer and um, other forms of cancer are coming through the what is being going to the digestive systems. It's really terrible. And you Muslims, you don't get off the hook as well. This halal meat, I've heard some awful stories. What's happening in the in the butcher shops there? I think but, also you, you missed abortion. We've never asked our thoughts on that. Yeah, coming to that in a minute after blasphemy. Okay. Uh, I put on this next one, Trident. Always, I'm never quite sure about Trident. Trident, if you don't know, is the British. Um, what do you call it? Independent nuclear deterrent. nuclear deterrent. Came back in 1964 under Harold Macmillan. We've had it ever since. We're not under the American umbrella. We weren't then, and we're not under the European umbrella. We have our own uh, deterrent, which is called Trident, and it's based up in Scotland in a place called Holylock and Fastlane. Now, various sums are I'm being told the whole thing's cost 205 billion. Every year it has to be upgraded because more submarines are coming out from China and America. They're upgraded, so we have to do it there. My simple question is, are we getting value for our money on this? Could something else be done about this? Obviously, the people up in Scotland who work there are Scottish. So the SNP have got to be careful if they close that down because they're going to lose votes. Uh, finally, blasphemy. Mm. Blasphemy. Getting All the time worse. it's getting far, far worse. I was, somebody said to me only the other day, isn't it awful about this racism we're here in football? And I said, well, I have to put up with blasphemy every day. They looked at me rather stunned. Yep. I hear on television, on the radio, on the buses, everywhere. Blasphemy. It needs to be looked at. It's stamped out. Stand out, that's right. Stamped out. Stamped out, yes, blasphemy. And abortion. Well, all these bills came in back in the 1960s, like capital punishment, abortion, uh, same-sex marriage, which took place under conservative government, would mm -hmm. you believe, mm -hmm. led by a daughter of a uh, Anglican vicar we were never asked our opinion on any of these ungodly subjects so he's absolutely right to suggest uh, down the line a future party may want to pick up this manifesto though this isn't our world of course these are interesting thoughts and uh, subjects which should we put to the British uh, public are we happy to have same-sex couples marrying adopting children nobody's ever asked uh, their opinion on such a subject which also takes us back to the election from last week. 
a lot of females, uh, female politicians lost their seats. And that's a pretty good thing because mm. some of those women have children and their children never see their mothers. And I'm thinking of the former leader of the Liberal Democrat Party, a uh, lady from Scotland who has young children, never at home, wanting to save the country at the expense of her children. I think it's shameful, absolutely shocking that these women are prepared to sacrifice their children for power. So that's just something. And also I'm thinking about wars. Most of the wars we don't have a say on. War has been declared. But I can think of two suspicious wars. The Vietnam War, 1964. President Johnson said that an American ship had been hijacked and then uh, destroyed in the Gulf of Tonkin. Congress voted in. Turns out after it hadn't happened at all. What about Iraq? The weapons of mass destruction. This ne was another never found. Thing. Never found. And according to one minister, uh, one American administration, they're yet to be found yet, and we will find them one day. We had no say in any of this. Well, at you all. would have thought, had those weapons been buried somewhere, that yeah. ISIS would have found them Absolutely. and would have used them against Iraq. The whole thing was a red herring. But of course, go back to 1960 when uh, JFK sent American advisors into Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam. And of course, there's a Catholic connection because the leader of the time was a Roman Catholic. That's right, he was. And his brother was um, an archbishop as well in Saigon. Does, so that was a, yeah. a Jesuit. Uh, and it goes back to World War One, which is also linked to the Catholic Church. I mean, people are very quick to blame the Jews. And we'll discuss the Jews this morning. And even the Muslims to some extent. And we'll exp you know, we will discuss them also this morning. But the Church of Rome are the biggest proponents when it comes to evil. They still control this world in ways that most people have no idea about. Absolutely, and the Jesuit influence which we've written about is all there. So there we are, join the party, our party, RevPa. I'm going to get some t-shirts made and caps and so forth. No, I'm not really, I'm just joking. But I think these are important issues that people ought to have a say about. Right. It's suddenly dumped onto us. Oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And, and we're supposed to be a democracy. And we're supposed to be a democracy. And this Brexit thing only got through because the advisors that David Cameron, the Prime Minister, said, it's not going to get through, boss. But then polls always get it wrong, don't they? What do you want to talk about? Well, it's been a good year for us. Yes. Uh, we continue to do outreaches. We continue to get the gospel out. Uh, Patrick is busy writing Munich Nights. I think chapter 21 will be ready to go online <coughs> later this month. God willing. God willing. Uh, this past Sunday, I finished Exodus chapter 32. And uh, next Sunday, I will hopefully begin uh, chapter 33. Uh, it's been an interesting year with uh, projects, video presentations. I'd like to also plug once again our 2020 channel uh, i was able to put a video up maybe two weeks ago about islam terrorism and uh, how the uk has basically surrendered to the jihadi movements and of course surprise surprise or no surprise but <laughs> youtube have been censoring that video so what i want to do is put the link to that video in the description box and you can watch it and i would also invite those of you which enjoy the video to subscribe to our channel 2020 eyes to see is to hear absolutely and i suppose i should mention the the pc brigade the political correct brigade because they're getting a lot of momentum at the moment suddenly you can't say this you can't do that you mustn't say this you mustn't even refer to that who are these people yeah well it goes back to last week's uh shock re-election of boris johnson and jeremy corbyn's uh wonderful uh loss an anti-Semite, and as Patrick said a few moments ago, people like George Galloway, who we met many years ago, and I locked horns with him. You did. And uh, Jeremy Corbyn, when you he was did. a backbench MP, <laughs> didn't have much to say for himself at the time. But one of the reasons why there is this anti-Jewish movement in this country, especially from the Labour Party, well, there's two reasons for it. First of all, people like Jeremy Corbyn, we are told, is a Roman Catholic, 
He's been married three times and all of his wives, or the last two wives, have been Roman Catholic. And of course, if you are a Roman Catholic, you are either post-millennial or amillennial. And one of the reasons for that is down to people like Jerome, uh, Augustine, Origen, and other people throughout the last probably 1600 years, which have turned the state church away from Israel to Christendom, basically. But here's the irony of it. People uh, like Karl Marx, that Corbyn looks up to, people like Lenin, who Corbyn looks up to, people like Trotsky, who Corbyn looks up to, were all Jews. Yeah. And of course, a very pro-Castro court in Cuba. Many, yeah. many political prisoners happened in Cuba as well. I mean, the guys are Marxist, pro the IRA, pro the Muslims. Uh, it just goes on indefinitely. Yeah, but so it looks possibly the end of this of this guy. But I'm not sure what's going to happen in the leadership election, whether it'll come from that Marxist wing of the party. But it is ironic, isn't it, that you have this strong, hard left-wing group of Labour politicians backed up by certain parts of the media, and yet their heroes were all Jews. They're all Jews, that's right. And... Uh, a lot of them died in poverty as well. Lenin, of course, had an ice book put in his head. But Corbyn, I believe, was worth £4 million. Wasn't that Trotsky? Trotsky, I should say. Trotsky had the ice book yeah. in his head. But uh, Marx died in poverty and so forth. But, but of course, Karl Marx and uh, Lenin, Trotsky and Engels, to some extent. Engels, to some extent. Allowed this basic uh, anti-Jewish sentiment. Basically, they were anti... Well, they were uh, self-hating Jews, basically. Mm. And people like Jeremy Corbyn, who's now yesterday's man, and uh, some of his supporters, who are hopefully yesterday's people, need to uh, check themselves out. Because when you stand against Israel and the Jews, mm. when you take a hard line against Zionism, which is mentioned 106 times in the Bible, you are very much on the wrong side of the Lord. And I've got a verse I want to read in a few moments. But what else do you want to talk well, about? Well, just to, just getting back to this, this whole momentum group, which has hijacked the Labour Party, it is anti-Israel, no doubt about it. It is pro-Marxism and uh, Maoism to a certain certain socialism. level and socialism. In fact, the, the, shadow, the shadow chancellor, John MacDonald, actually quoted Mao, I remember, the Little Red Book in a Commons debate. You remember he threw it down, he said, there's yeah. the answer to everything here. Yep, yep. These are what we call champagne socialists. These men are very, very rich. They have two or three homes. They live in uh, they bubble. They live in London in a bubble. Yeah. Uh, they don't live in the real world at all. I think what I ought to bring up uh, before we wrap this up, James, is the fact that the Labour Party has been very successfully infiltrated, not only by momentum, bringing in this hardline Marxist effort, but by the, uh, the, the, the Islamic effort which is coming into the party. Many, many of these new MPs that are coming in are of the Islamic faith. I'm not sure they're practicing or not, but they come from that background. And I think this is another aspect which should come with, which is anti-Israel, the destruction of Israel, and to bring all they can in to hinder Israel from being on the world stage. I think it's very important. Do you want to say a few things about yeah, that? Yeah, it's like the Democrats in America. They've mm. gone right over to the far left, infiltrated by this sort of atheist Marxist movement. And yeah. yet the irony of it is, uh, once again, is how the leader of the Labour Party, and he still is as of right now is a catholic not an atheist and yet he's teaming up and his party have been joined by an islamic influx over recent years working side by side with the atheist left the hard left and of course you have the media like the bbc very much supporting channel this four. movement and channel four mm. in the uk or cnn in america CNN, yeah. abc in america NBC. backing up the democrats led by the roman catholics i mean what a mix 
absolutely so and also the Vat catholic church of course run by a jesuit at the moment <coughs> pushing this hardline uh, Jesuit theology, global which is Marx's global order, new world order, to own, to own property as a sin and all that sort of thing. And yet the Vatican, I say, is the largest banker in the world. So if the whole thing is an absolute scandal, that's why we wait for the Lord to come back to sort it all out. Yeah, not to become <clears> too <throat> political. We are to be aware of what's going on in this world, speak out as to the ills of the world. But uh, as far as British politics is concerned, it's in a pretty uh, poor state at the moment. Like I said a few moments ago, Conservative leaders, past and present, may not be godly, and most of them are not, but they are better than their Labour uh, counterparts. Same is true in America. You have the Republicans in power at the moment in the Senate and in the White House, better than the Democrats. And yet, if you look at what's been offered to most mm -hmm. people in the UK up until uh, last week and over the next couple of weeks, this hard left-wing uh, socialist slash Islamic party, anti-the Jew, yeah, anti-the Jew. Contrast that to the American Democratic Party, this Catholic Marxist uh, anti—how do you describe it? Republican anti-Christian uh, movement against homeschooling, against uh, Christian rights, and it would be wonderful if we get a Bill of Rights in the UK over the next, what, two or three years? Yeah, I mean, that's the idea, whether it'll happen or not. But uh, at the moment, there's an air of optimism in the country about all of this. I'm cautiously optimistic about it, but, uh, you know, I've been around a long time. I've heard a lot of these promises before, but yeah. um, we wait at this minute to see what happens. We look forward to getting out and doing some street work next year on our travels, and uh, we'll let you know more about that at the time. So. But I think it's worth just looking at why the Labour Party, and not just the Labour Party, but members of society like the press and politicians and people in prominent positions are anti the Jew, and especially Israel, is because for the most part they are atheist. And because they are atheists, they feel they have a right to attack Israel. Well, of course, we are pre-millennial at this ministry. We support Israel. We make no apologies for that. We don't have to support all that the politicians say or do. Most are, of course, uh, lost non-saved, unsaved, and see the Lord Jesus Christ, but you were told to pray for Israel. The Apostle Paul said how they were beloved for their father's sakes. So don't allow yourself to get caught up in this anti-Jewish sentiment. Like I say, one of the reasons why the Labour Party and the Church of Rome and the Church of England and most churches are anti-the Jew goes back to replacement theology, it goes back to uh, people like Jerome, Augustine and Origen who basically decided to take Israel's role out of the plan of the Lord and allow Christendom uh, to replace it and uh, of course you can go back through church history to see why that took place and the reasons for it but the promises of the Lord, the scriptures that the Lord has given, the uh, wonderful part from Romans 11 makes it very clear how Israel hasn't been forsaken and one day our great Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ will come back and he will go back to Jerusalem and I want to keep saying that because if we lose sight of that as Bible believing Christians and we allow ourselves to become too political too worldly and align ourselves with political parties whether Labour or Conservative, Democrats or Republican, of course we don't do this ministry, we are non-partisan, but if we were to do that, if we were to go down that path, we align ourselves with some pretty dubious, pretty unsavoury characters. Psalm chapter 2 is a wonderful verse to read this morning, and please excuse the 
uh, noise from behind us. It's early morning, a lot of dog walkers out, and <laughs> you know the open air pulpits. I put up a far worse at the pulpit. This is one of our better locations. Uh, but Psalm chapter 2 is a great scripture to read this morning. Why do the heathen rage? Very appropriate. Why do the heathen unsaved people rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, going back to blasphemy, people say let's stamp out racism, let's stamp out sexism, let's stamp out homophobia. How about blasphemy? Let's stamp out blasphemy because you won't hear that, will you? Why do the heathen rage, kings of the earth, leaders, rulers, set themselves to take counsel together against the Lord being the Father and against his anointed being the Christ, the Messiah, saying, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Let's try to eradicate Christianity, they say. Let's bring in this new world system. Let's try to uh, erase the past. And when you do that, you go further into darkness. If you look at any country, going back over the last hundred years which have turned against the Jews God turns against them mm. look at Germany 1920s a very powerful country mm. uh, we'll go back even further than that pre-world war one a very successful country a very advanced country by the end of world war two crippled on its knees eating animals going to the local zoos to uh, to survive why because intellectuals mostly Catholic, mostly from the occult, decided to take a stand against Israel. I and mean, when you take a stand against Israel, Israel's Lord takes a stand against you. I can't stress that enough. Mm. I've not horned these people over the years. I took George Galloway on many years ago and uh, Jeremy Corbyn, we both met, although he was a backbench MP at the time and he wasn't so publicly anti-Israel uh, then as he is now. And that's one of the reasons why he lost the election. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. An amazing piece of scripture. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. As of right now, politicians think they are calling the shots. Look at America. Impeachment is underway. Trump is in trouble once again. You've got the Democrats lining up to give him a good kicking based on an alleged phone call with the uh, Ukrainian president. But didn't Obama make phone calls before mm. he left office? I'm sure he did. Mm. Didn't. George W. Bush made phone calls before he left office and Bill Clinton, I'm sure all three of them did. In fact, we know that the Clintons were very pro and very close to Putin a long time ago, but of course the media won't tell you that. Look at verse five. Then should he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. You take on the Jew, Jehovah takes on you. And when Jehovah takes on you, you are finished. Verse six, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of zion it's already happened and yet this was written a thousand bc and yet in the mind of the lord it's already happened you can't reverse it this is a pre-millennial passage and again if you aren't pre-millennial if you don't take a stand with israel and the jew you are anti-scripture basically you are anti-zionist you are anti-israel you are anti-jewish yet have i set my king being messiah upon my holy hill of zion hebrews 12 speaks about mount zion being new jerusalem and one of the reasons why we support israel is because again when christ comes back he goes to jerusalem for 1000 years he rules over the new earth new jerusalem comes down from uh heaven and those of us which are born again are going to see and enjoy 
our Lord on the earth for 1,000 years, we will see all of the resurrected dead uh, that were saved, of course, from creation right up until the end of the thousand-year reign. Verse 7, I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my Son, this day have I begotten thee. Father and the Son, the Father loves the Son, the Son loves the Father. I will, I will declare the decree. You can't reverse it. And it's tragic if you see Jews, intellectuals, very powerful. They could be Hollywood producers, they could be script writers, they could be people that have had input into politics in Britain and America and elsewhere. And yet they know all this about the world and the money markets, how to make movies, so on and so forth. And yet for the most part, they are lost. Don't know whether they are coming or going. And the sad part of that is they are on the wrong side of the Lord. But the Lord has spoken. He set the decree, the Lord hath said unto me, and here the son is speaking about the father, thou art my son, thou art, you are my son, my only begotten son, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. The Church of Rome won't tell you this, the Church of England won't tell you this, during the Brexit election a lot of churches were lining up to support Jeremy Corbyn, a Roman Catholic as far as we know, they were giving him support, they were encouraging him to win the election because he was anti-Israel. The Church of Rome is anti-Israel. The Church of England is anti-Israel. Most churches are anti-Israel. And if you read Psalm 2, two such people, they close their eyes to it. They are what we call Bible rejectors. Ask of me, verse 8, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. There's your church and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. There's your thousand year reign. You've got two divisions in one verse. And yet no priest that I can think of will tell you that. No vicar that I can think of will tell you that. And yet it's wonderful news. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Second advent. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Second advent. Be wise now therefore, O ye kings. Listen out, prime ministers. I'm not saying Boris Johnson is a wonderful man. As far as we know, he's a lost man. Like Donald Trump. But he's better than the Democrats in America. He's better than the Labour Party in the UK. Be wise now therefore, O ye kings, leaders, prime ministers, princes, so on and so forth. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Get behind the Jew, support the Jew, pray for the Jew, support Israel especially kiss the sun that's a jewish uh idiom meaning to worship the sun the son of god of course lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little blessed are all they that put their trust in him you can't beat it the main theme of the bible is about a king and a kingdom a literal king being a judean jew and a literal kingdom being a thousand year reign of the lord jesus christ on the new earth with resurrected Jews and also Gentiles going back to the book of Genesis and as far as we are concerned this ministry New Jerusalem which comes down from heaven praise the Lord for that indeed 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 right well, we're still sending out uh, tracks and these are the tracks that we're sending out can you can you see that it's a little bit different it's um, it's put up to refute Darwinism and it's called there will be no excuse not to believe how do we know that God exists send you some if you ask um, newsletter will be going out 
last day of December, uh, Munich Nights chapter 21. Check out our Islamic video again on 2020 channel. Very good, very good viewing. And uh, Exodus chapter 33, which begins this coming Sunday. And uh, as always, from an open air location, we got dogs galore this morning. <laughs> and of course, the Bible says if you're an unsaved man, you are a dog. And if you are an unsaved woman, you are a pig. That's what the Lord thinks of such people. Okay, then. Well, I'm going to wind things up now. We pray that you have a, a safe and a blessed Christmas if you're visiting family. You have a safe trip there on the roads and so forth. Uh, let us know if you want a copy of the newsletter. I hope you enjoy Munich Nights, chapter 21. Uh, and as always, we send our blessings from everybody here to everybody out there. So Maranatha, keep looking up. The Lord is coming back. Blessings and amen. Amen, amen, amen.